every week we meet up, talk some action babies, shoot some breeze, and let off some steam. Bennett. Hello, PC. That's PC and I'm Grant. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I've decided the podcast isn't exciting enough, so um, what I've done is I've created their own podcast host, which has been spliced with other podcast members, and we now have the ultimate podcast host we can now use for future reference. Please tell me you didn't mix it with a raptor. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. You and your goddamn science, PC. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why can't you be a simple man that lives in a wooden hut like me that records a podcast on papyrus? <laughs> from some sort of bioenergy from the plants around about you. <laughs> so we're going to start off with a little opening question. As Jurassic World is our sort of theme this week. So give it away. Yeah. Which celebrity from the action movie world would you feed to a dinosaur? I don't think I'd be alone with this one, but um, I think Michael Bay um, should be the first to go. And what would be kind of the fashion in which his films are well known for as well, that it would be the most spectacular way for him to go. Would would the dinosaur then explode? Yes, it would. (laughs) But it would only explode after after you've seen the dinosaur looking up at the sky in slow motion (laughs) as the camera pan around him and then exploded. And a helicopter would fly over. Yes, a gunship. (laughs) <laughs> I think I'll go with get our old friend Shia LaBeouf Steve uh, the Beef would that be after he's done one of his motivational speeches <laughs> as well well I'd like him to be eaten by dinosaurs which have the face of Shia LaBeouf <laughs> that's how you doing the motivational speeches <laughs> as the <laughs> hold my dreams now <laughs> I've got a question for you yes so I'm going to ask you this question you've got some time to think about it yeah. Not necessarily going to be Roadhouse is the answer. I see. <laughs> okay, so, but it's going to be an action film that's the answer. Okay. I've got an anagram for you, and you've got to work out which action movie it is. I've got awful anagrams. Well. Okay, let's have it. So the anagram is Aroused Hole. <laughs> Fair enough. And another anagram for it is Horse Duo, if that makes it any Horse better for you. Hole doesn't have any unit. That may help you. Alright, that'll <laughs> It's not that sort of hole. Alright, ah, okay. <laughs> it's the better sort of hole. <laughs> Sorry, my mind went elsewhere. <laughs> you went straight to gardening. You're so innocent. <laughs> so, our topic yes. is very much Jurassic World, which we went to see for my birthday last week. We did. As a birthday treat, we did to go and see dinosaurs eating other dinosaurs. But before we do that, we're going to do the line of news. <laughs> I couldn't think of a shape. <laughs> so, our first stop on the line of news. <laughs> Chris Pine. It's the Monopoly board of news. It's been heavily rumoured that Chris Pine will be Hal Jordan. I have seen this. Um, I've also heard as well that there will not only be one Green Lantern, but many a Green Lantern that will be cast... Well, as it should be. Yeah. He's not the only Green Lantern. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that the way they're doing it is that there's not going to be just primarily a focus on how Jordan being the main cast is going to be on ensemble. Of He's just going to be the main sort of Justice League one. Yeah, and he'd be the, the Earth one for that, or the one for that quadrant. Probably not even just the Earth one, though. I imagine he'll probably have John Stewart as well. And Guy Gardner, if we're really unlucky. Yeah. 
he would cut their hair into that bowl cut for us. That's <laughs> what we've been hoping for. Have you ever seen, have you ever read the Justice League one where Guy Gardner's giving it some sass to Batman and Batman just knocks him out in one punch? <laughs> it's my favourite ever comic pick. <laughs> I love it. What do you think of Chris Pine now? Yeah, he's not a bad actor. I mean, obviously, the, the one thing he's known well for is doing the, the Star Trek films, which I still, I still like the first one, um, but obviously still have beef with the second and the fact that they could have taken it in any direction they wanted because they'd rewritten the timelines in the first film. It's like, yes, it's given us a clean slate. To do can again. To do can again. Well, Almost exactly the same fashion. A minority anymore. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's what needed to be done. I don't think he's what's wrong with that film. Like, he's still really good in it. Yeah. I just... I, there's something about... I don't think he's old enough to be Hal Jordan. No. Money. Hal Jordan's got grey in his temples. These temples? Yeah. And he's like, like, like Reed Richards. <laughs> just painting on these temples, just grey. <laughs> on his temples, on his sideburns, I guess, yeah. is what I mean. <laughs> Some might say. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I guess Nathan Fillion is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that would be the fan's choice, wouldn't it? I mean, I think there, there needs to be some involvement for him in any shape we or form to be in some kind of superhero film. Because, I mean, he is now in the new Halo game as well. I think uh, I think DC have a good line, and every time there's a cast announcement, you're like, yeah, that's not terrible. It's not great either, though. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of casting. <laughs> this is coming. <laughs> the Rock. All right, okay. In the Rampage film. Yes. He's going to be playing the big gorilla, presumably. <laughs> Which would make, would make sense. Because um, he is like nine foot tall and yeah. made out of stone. I loved that. I completely forgot about this game until I seen the screenshots and then just instantly went back to I was about ten years old. I remember ripping people from buildings and... As far as I'm aware though, the game didn't really have a plot. So... Oh. That can go one way or another. It can go the battleship way. <laughs> I, I still have a soft spot for battleship just because it was so bad it was good. Or it can go the House of the Dead way. <laughs> just so bad. Yeah, just so bad. I like The Rock, though. I think everyone always comes to a point where they've slightly outstayed their welcome, and this is going to be the point for him. <laughs> it's like just too much. We thought it might have been with um, San Andreas, but no. He got away with that. Okay, the next thing on the line of news Tom Holland, new Spider Man? Yes. I. I'm undecided on this, but the way I'm kind of taking it at the moment, it's very difficult to get somebody in the age that they were trying to cast that's going to have a decent amount of experience in films, especially in leading roles as well. The thing that makes me interested is the fact that he has auditioned beside Downey Jr. Yes. And Chris Evans. From what I was reading is the fact that a few actors that had been narrowed down to the shortlist auditioned with Downey Jr., he was the only one that was able to audition with both and you'd imagine he, he must have realised when it came to that point yeah he's like the corner around he's round the corner from the driving test centre and he's not made any major faults yet all he's got to do <laughs> is get that last little yep. distance which happened to me in my driving test I looked over I was like oh no I've passed at this point can't mess it up now <laughs> see that's how I feel mate. 
the roundabout on the way back. Oof. About 500 metres away from the test centre, it was like <laughs> the Vader. No! But yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think the fact that they've they've had the additions with them, and I mean, you'd like to think as well that when they've had the additions, that Downey Jr's had some kind of input, given the fact he's now one of the, the mainstream veterans for you know the Marvel Universe films. And I imagine he's quite an intimidating actor to act against. Yes, you can imagine. You can imagine if it's like right, we're going we're gonna to have you in for a reading, and then have you stand in front of Downey Jr. would just be. I mean, Chris uh, Evans, some sexism notwithstanding, just seems like an incredibly nice bloke. Yeah. But I imagine Downey Jr. would be quite intense and quite um, bantery yeah. the whole time. Like he is playing himself. He is Tony Stark, isn't he? And I suppose that would be the thing as well that having Spider-Man in that universe when he kind of interacts with Cap and when he interacts with Iron Man we'd probably maybe have that same kind of thing but it's like being kind of almost like starstruck but at the same time still having these persona so and I've seen the picture of Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange I did think um, him as Stephen Strange and you've got Downey Jr two Sherlocks two Sherlocks <laughs> I wonder if they'll make mention to that There'll be something. There'll be some kind of of dropping kind of reference to it just for just for giggles. I'm assuming that won't. And Martin Freeman, and of course, is in it too. So he could run and go. And I'm here too. Yeah, as the prime minister. <laughs> I would vote for him. Yeah. He's not Tony Blair. <laughs> so I would vote for him. <laughs> but let's not get off the beaten path. And on a on a, on a sadder note. Um, James Horner R.I.P. as well yeah rest in peace uh, really sad times especially when you look back at some of the films that he's, he's done get on Star Trek 2 yeah just listen to that soundtrack again and again in his honour man was a genius yeah so good let's move on to our theme then yes. Jurassic World <laughs> what do you think you know what Despite myself and despite the fact that I've been ranting about this for ages because of the we're going to make a lone dinosaur and look we've trained raptors, it was surprisingly good. Um, I don't know if it was just because it wasn't trying to take itself too seriously and you were able to get on board a bit more with it or if it was purely just down to the performances that were in there but I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it too. A lot of people have told me that they hated it. Likewise. Which, uh, and it seems to be this reaction, it's either I really enjoyed it or I completely hated it. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. one of these films, you just got to learn how to turn your brain off with some films. Given the fact that I did watch San Andreas the other week, I was pretty much in that <laughs> mode already. If you haven't seen that, then you need to completely disengage all sense of self and brain to watch that film. So let's go through the main cast. Yes. Chris Pratt? Yes. Good as always, really, isn't he? Standard. Yeah, amazing. Solid. Bryce Dallas Howard, or as you would know her, Gwen Stacy. Yes, which <laughs> I, only, I only picked up the reference after you started saying that when we were leaving the cinema. Um, but yeah, looked dang good. <laughs> that, that's as much as my input goes with that. No, no, she did. She did a decent job playing the the disconnected aunt. And the I saw a great article online. There was a woman saying, "Yeah, I could do all that in heels." It's, always, it's men that are objecting to the fact she couldn't do all that in heels. Women are saying, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Which I quite like. Yeah. You've got uh, Dr. Wu. 
BD1 from Law and Order. Yep, returning, return our cast member as well from the original. Mm. It's a slightly more evil twist in this one. Yes, he does. Up in his <laughs> evil man game. And spoilers, he's not the only returning cast member from the original. He is not. <laughs> but you're better to watch the film to experience that one. Given the fact we've spoken about it before on a previous episode, but yeah. <laughs> Not we spoil it for ourselves. To that. <laughs> did you notice that they had Ian Malcolm's book as well? No, I didn't actually. The the guy from New Girl, the one that plays the tech guy. Oh yeah, the the quirky the quirky tech guy. I did like him actually. It was and God made dinosaurs. Was Ian Malcolm's book that he had on his desk? I think it was in it a few times though. Another great reference I noticed was. I'll say I noticed. I always just switched my brain off too much. When I, I was noticed watching. it in an article when I read. Ah, I see. <laughs> um, the when the T Rex shows up, it smashes through the Spinosaurus thing from Jurassic Park Three. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. There was a lot of callbacks and a lot of references. There's a lot of callbacks, not just to Jurassic Park, but also to Aliens. Yes, that was <laughs> one of the things. I mean, I think the the the, the one part and. Apologies, there'll be slight spoilers in this, so if you don't want any spoilers, then I don't even know if we can say turn away now because they can't do that, so <laughs> just put your fingers in your ears for a couple of minutes. Um, the point where we're I like it, they, they can't just fast forward. No, fingers in your ears. You still want to be part of this experience. You can, you can just watch the volume go up and you'll be fine. But the point where we get reintroduced to the T Rex towards the end where it's almost a double reference point because you've got the reference of it's a flare ah it's a cast back to the first Jurassic Park film when they're trying to tease away the T-Rex with the flare but also at the same point when the door comes up and she's just in the vest it's like it's Ripley from Aliens (laughs) that sums up this film's reference points pretty well it does yeah it was um, because I think it was one of those like you're really trying to force the point home of you know, this is the T-Rex, and the only way you're going to know it's the same T-Rex is because we're going to have the red flare, and you'd be like, Ooh. What didn't you like, then? What didn't you like about it? I still, I still really couldn't get on board with the whole creating a new dinosaur, and then, yeah, we're going to give it all these attributes, the just because. The dinosaurs are created that I did like, more so than the protagonist one was the, or the antagonist, I guess. Um, would be the flying dinosaurs they were cool yeah they were great and that was one of the strongest scenes I thought was the attack of the flying dinosaurs yeah I suppose because that's the thing because obviously the films up until well not even from the other films but from the original film the whole build up has been towards the park and this is the realisation of Hammond's dream of what he wanted to, for them to come in and experience the dinosaurs and be there and, and be able to see what it was like all those years ago but it then kind of starts going to the point where it starts not picking on, but it's sort of then looking at things like huge corporations and zoos and getting to get into that point. So you've got the point where you've got the, the, the triceratopses that have got saddles put on them and, and kids riding them about, and it's like... They've given it the old college try at having some subtext, haven't they? Yeah, they really have. <laughs> They're really trying to... And I think it's really, it's when the film just decides to just be a straightforward action film is actually when it becomes quite good yeah because it kind of starts off I didn't like the first 40 minutes much Mm -hmm. I went to this film hoping I would either like it or intensely dislike it 
And I kind of got both because the first 40 minutes I was like, this is not doing anything for me. Yeah, was that um, before or after the point where you get the big close up of the foot and it's like, look, it's a raptor foot. No, it's a bird. And it's like, ah, yes. <laughs> I don't know what sort of point you're trying to make there, but yes. We've seen Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> we know how to ruin things. Oh, dear. But yeah, I got both because mm. I didn't like the first bit, but I did like the remaining hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. Which, to be honest, is what I came out remembering. Well, this is it, because the first, the first part of the film is basically them going round the park, and it's you getting to see what is the, the final development of everything, and seeing what, you know, the kind of the dream fleshed out, if you like. These two bloody kids. <laughs> How stupid is that older brother? I love the fact he just spends the first half hour of the film just winking at women and just looking really, really creepy. Yeah. Even to the point his younger brother's just like, do you think something will happen if you keep staring at them? Exactly! You tell it as it is. It's like... His younger brother's like, you're just coming across as a bit rapey here, brother. That was brilliant. There was, there was a couple of the scenes like that where you're kind of... You're, like, you're not getting far yeah. here. It's the kind of thing where it's almost state the obvious, and then the kind of thing you're watching it is, you know, in the audience going, What are you doing? A bit like the point where it's like, No, you can't come in these heels. And she rolls up her sleeves and stares at me. It's like, What did you do that for? <laughs> <laughs> when he was blind, because it's the kind of thing we're all thinking when it's like, you've, you've just rolled up your sleeves. What difference does that make? You know, he's just like, What are you doing? It's like, <laughs> Exactly, and I love those points because it just makes you laugh because it's like that's what we're all thinking. Another one is the two lab techs when he goes to kiss her and she's like, No, I have a boyfriend, that was amazing. That was a fantastic scene, but it's the, the big emotional <laughs> scene of, No, I'm gonna stay. And then leans forward to kiss, she's like, Whoa, I've, I've got a boyfriend. Oh, really? You, you never speak about him? Yeah, you know, we're just, All right, okay, uh, just, just hug, yeah, just hug, right? Okay. It's <laughs> just from my perspective, I don't think it's gonna change the world, but I would rather this made a billion than Titanic made a billion. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or anything that keeps the new Turtles film from making a huge amount of money will be fantastic in my eyes. <laughs> We're doing that. In the suck it. <laughs> suck it, they Suck it. <laughs> hate that film, honestly. Okay, so... A hit? Yes, I think... Um, well, undoubtedly it's been a hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In terms of... Yeah, I mean, in terms of watchability, yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing that you can watch and kind of go, yeah, you enjoyed that as an experience. You can pick holes in it all day and night, but you can't help but enjoy it. You know, it's probably, what, solid 7.5, 8 out of 10, if you're going to do it as a scoring system. I would concur. Yeah. Okay, the first first 10, the first maybe 40 minutes, I would give 3 out of 10, but the remaining stuff, I would yeah, give 8 if, out of 10. If you, can, if you can battle out that <laughs> and all the... The subtext about oh we're going to be a broken family soon oh 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 and this could be our last trip together oh oh to dinosaurs and then like yeah and then kicks <laughs> off dinosaurs fighting <laughs> yeah but that's the thing as well I don't know about you um, it's the fact that when it does kind of properly kick off it's the first one since the original we actually do get a proper sense of terror mm. where before you don't really sense it I don't know if it's just because you're usually surrounded by like from the second film loads of guys with guns it's like you don't really get that kind of thing with it but I think because there's more civilians involved as well and because it's supposed to be a not a safe haven but you know what I mean it's supposed to be this kind of place where you can relax and see things it's it's the sort of experience we've all been in on holiday where you're at your most relaxed yeah you're most most vulnerable yeah yeah exactly but yeah good point thank you (laughs) 
that's okay, shall this we, episode. Do you want to tell me about the film I made you watch? Oh, dear God. You don't have to take long, don't worry. I, I won't. <laughs> you know it's bad, but I didn't even finish watching it because I could pretty much <laughs> guess the rest of the storyline. So it was Downing Street Siege. It was Downing Street Siege. Oh, he who dares. He who dares. Governor. <laughs> um... Oh god, I don't even know where to start with this because there's so many flashbacks and flash forwards. I think the easiest way is to kind of piece together what I believe was supposed to be the start of the film or what it's kind of based on, and we'll go from there. So the whole thing's supposed to be like some kind of failed siege attempt on and trying to kidnap the Prime Minister's daughter. Mm. And what happens is that this um, SAS team jumped the gun because they're waiting for approval from Downing Street and they're not getting it so rather than wait they jump the gun to try and save the Prime Minister's daughter which eventually they do but the whole team apart from the major dies and there's civilian casualties and the drama Um, and is it them the survivors that then start to take over Downing Street yeah so it's the guys that because what happens they feel they've been betrayed no what happens is it's the guy who tries to kidnap Prime Minister's daughter that gets basically taken to the hospital because um, this is the thing you're trying to follow it going what? because it keeps cutting back and forward and with really weird camera effects as well it, it kind of almost reminds me of the House of the dead S kind of thing where the camera just seems to kind of distort and shake and kind of move to different angles and stuff you're like what's going on? Oh dear very ball influence Exactly which is never a good thing um, The little I've seen a bit I thought felt very Call of Duty influenced Yeah I always wish it had been first person so you could see the rest of the cast. But with a less realistic cast. <laughs> and special effects. <laughs> but you then get the cliched point where basically they've got him in the hospital, handcuffed to the hospital bed. Nurse comes in to the room to change some things and guess what happens? Is he not asleep after He's not asleep. Oh, oh. that's a fiercely original plot point. I love, I love it. it. So he escapes from said hospital after his friends storm the hospital, killing everybody inside the hospital, and then escaping him, at which point we then flash forward six months to surviving soldier. Um, Well, first of all, we get a training montage where he's training, which is then tied with the flashbacks to him doing what he did before. Um, And you then cut to him in his living room and portray the fact that he's now on the edge and that he's um, a broken man is that he goes into his living room cracks open a tin of beer and there's maybe four tins of beer and a bottle of wine sitting on his table in front of him and a few empty bottles of beer and it's like alcoholic (laughs) he's been driven to drink man with character man with demons tragic past full shebang so it kind of gets to this whole thing and eventually um, it's him going in for his court martial meeting at Downing Street so we're then to the point where it's him going into Downing Street so immediately put him into the centre of things <laughs> and it's just oh my god because how, how long how, how does it take him like an hour and a half to know. break in this is the thing how, nothing happens did you not, how long does the actual siege given it's in the, in the title yeah. when does the siege start the, the, the siege doesn't start until about 35 minutes into the film <laughs> Given that the film is only an hour and twenty minutes long, and the spend—I mean, even from the point that I was watching it, it was only about forty-five minutes in. Even before they kind of got everybody, that even got near the prime minister at this point. You know, it, it kind of looks like a very, very bad under siege. But 
in Downing Street. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, I but, think was their pitch. Yeah, uh, it was just horrific. And some of the acting as well. There was, at one point as well, there was um, what turns out to be the, the villain's financial backer. Is one of the strangest line deliveries I've ever seen. But he basically tries to stand upright with his arms crossed, trying to deliver his lines while staring at the guy with this plush accent. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're not doing anything. You're just you're trying to deliver this emotional response, but you're just clammed up. It's like, what are you doing? So Netflix thought I would think it was a one out of five. Netflix thought you would think it was a one out of five. What did you think of it? I thought that was generous. <laughs> Half I'm, a star? I'm, I'm more concerned about what Netflix is now going to recommend that I watch it after watching that. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so you should do, be. Do you have something for me then? God, you're going to make me pay for this, aren't you? Well, as discussed last time um, with what was my backup film that I was going to give you, um, if you didn't watch The Assault on Downing Street, um, I'm going to give you The Assault on Wall Street, which was, oh, the, which was yeah. the Gooey Ball film. Oh. <laughs> which, to be fair, after that is only fair kind of. I think possibly I'm going to be having a, a a big internet rant at him, <laughs> in the same way he had a big internet rant this week. Yes, did you see was, that? Yeah, that was very bizarre. Yeah, it's George Clooney's fault. You don't get films made, you idiot. Yeah, still, does he still challenge people to fight if they try and criticise his films? No, he doesn't do that. Anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. He badly beat a seventeen-year-old kid. Excellent. <laughs> I'll go into that more in detail next week, shall I? On next week's show. <laughs> little little, uh, little uh, teaser for you. Excellent. Okay, we're going to play the game. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Seagal or Streisand? It's not Streisand this week. I can't do that two weeks in a row. No. I'm going to start reading this out and then I'll, st- I'll tell you when the points generating starts. I think you're winning 10-6 at the moment, eh? Sure it is because you got ten five points last time, didn't you? Could be. Yeah, I'll do that. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. Why not? Yeah, why not? I just this review is just brilliant. I firmly believe that this film should be defended at all costs, and the naysayer should butt out. <laughs> Being an actor, mega fan, I can still remain unbiased when reviewing his films. The only films he has made that I think are so-so are Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> Right, okay. So it's Arnie. Uh, Batman and Robin and Hercules in New York. The latter two are a total and utter waste of time, with Red Sonja following very closely behind. <laughs> Conan Destroyer's too kid-friendly and should have been kept more like the excellent Conan the Barbarian. Jingle All the Way is funny, but the silly flying Turbo Man bull beep at the end ruins it. Okay, That, that, was, the, that was the point that spoiled that film, yeah. Okay, so we're now into it. Now, this film is funny. And Arnie puts on a different, well-acted role. He plays a doctor who works with his colleague to help women. Junior. Yes. <laughs> and that conf- it's the only film I can think of where he plays a doctor. The reason that confused me there is because it did say to help women get pregnant <laughs> with a super truck. <laughs> So I'm going to finish this because it's entertaining. Yeah, go for it. Uh, anyway, their budget is cut and their lab closed, so they decide to continue the experiment secret. Arnie is inje- injected with the bun and becomes pregnant. 
Right, here we go. Here's where it starts. <laughs> Having rewatched Junior again, I came away realizing it is more of a drama, not a flat-out comedy, <laughs> which is what the film was sold as. <laughs> if it was a full-on comedy, I think it could have been just a stupid, distasteful, slapstick, unwatchable load of rubbish. There are a few laugh-out-loud scenes in it, and the dialogue is witty. Arnie plays the role totally straight and serious, and has a few very weird, very weird few scenes where he's at the private clinic, ready to have the baby, dressed as a very ugly Austrian woman with an awful wig, prancing around a field picking flowers. It is odd, but dealt with in a funny way when Arnie explains to the staff why he is such an ugly bent. (laughs) Yeah, just I couldn't not mention that. Awesome. So well done. That's jeez oh. That's like twenty six to you now. I'm, I'm gonna have to do a thing where I take points off you if you take too long next week I think. <laughs> Just to even things up a wee bit. So the anagram game. Can you guess it? Um I'm not even looked at it again yet, but it was Aroused Ho. See, you look at it and probably see Roadhouse. Roadhouse is correct, well done! <laughs> John, it's next week for more potentially Roadhouse related facts. Just when you thought we couldn't drag this out anymore. So, we're going to do a bit of an anime manga special. We're going to have a wee guest. Yes. Whose name is Live. Our first guest. Yes, she's a lady. Mm-hmm. So, on your best behaviour. You. <laughs> we didn't sign up for that. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you later.